Worldwide Lawyers on the Mic, a series of podcasts hosted by the UIA. Episodes feature lawyers from all around the world sharing their legal insights and experience. Regular topics include the promotion of core values, how to approach cases with an open mind and on a global scale. Worldwide Lawyers on the Mic, a series for lawyers who belong to UIA 3.0 or who are willing to take part in designing the future of the legal profession. UIA podcast welcomes Álvaro López de Argumedo from Spain. Álvaro is the president of UIA Arbitration Commission. Thank you, Álvaro, for showing us today. Many thanks, Jennifer. It's a true pleasure to share some time with you and to share our views on arbitration and mediation with you. I hope this is helpful to all our listeners. Many thanks. Welcome. Please, Alvaro, tell us what's your opinion about inclusion of a multi-tier clause in a contract? Never, always, or it depends? Well, many thanks, Jennifer. Again, I would like to start by explaining a little bit what escalation clauses are. These are clauses which are, in a sense, dispute resolution clauses that the parties use to establish a system for addressing any conflicts that may arise in their relationship. The first stage is normally a negotiation between higher representatives of the parties. The next step, if, if the first step is unsuccessful, is usually mediation. And finally, if the parties are unable to reach a settlement during the mediation process, they may resort to arbitration or to court proceedings. Multi-tier or escalation clauses have uh, many advantages. The main two advantages are, in my opinion, the, uh, what I would call the uh, cooling effect, so that the parties uh, have the opportunity to reflect on the disputes and to try to, to find a solution. And the second advantage is that uh, they are uh, usually inexpensive systems because obviously a negotiation between uh, authorized representatives of the parties is not expensive by itself and mediation do not involve high cost as well uh, in addition to being efficient in terms of time. And uh, I would also like to mention that obviously there are some drawbacks or disadvantages in these escalation clauses. First of all, the parties are bound to go through the different stages of the escalation, although it may be the case that uh, the positions are diametrically opposed and therefore uh, such a man it is clear that it is not possible. And uh, the other disadvantage is that uh, unless these clauses are very well drafted, the parties may be trapped within the dispute resolution system because uh, they may not know how to move from one phase to the other. So it is important to establish clear deadlines and clear milestones to determine when a phase is finished and the parties may <clears throat> go ahead and go to, to, to the other phase. And, and, and finally, with respect to this uh, question, Jennifer, I would like to mention that sometimes arbitrary tribunals have the 
difficult task of determining how to proceed when one of the parties uh, has not gone through the different uh, phases of the escalation clause. And for example, instead of going to negotiation and mediation, that party has directly filed um, arbitration proceedings. In those cases, the arbitral tribunal must decide whether to uh, immediately close the arbitration proceedings because the previous phases have not been fulfilled or whether to go on with the arbitration proceedings and determine the effects of not respecting the escalation clause, which uh, may be perfectly uh, a stay of the proceedings, of the arbitral proceedings, until the parties go through mediation. And if uh, the mediation is uh, not successful, then the arbitral proceedings may resume. So very briefly, this is how I see uh, multi-tier uh, clauses in, in, in today. Thank you. Very complete des description. Uh, and what do you, maybe you could identify any sector of activity or any type of contract where particularly mediation is preferred to arbitration? Maybe also uh, you could identify any region, any particular region of the world. Mm. Well, many thanks, Jennifer. It's a difficult question because my personal view is that uh, mediation is appropriate, I'd say, for almost any kind of conflicts, provided that uh, the parties are generally interested in trying to reach an agreement, and also the parties have the benefit of uh, a trained mediator. In those cases, uh, I think that uh, both parties are, 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 are or have a real opportunity to try to settle the conflict. But uh, I, I would say that mediation is particularly appropriate for large construction companies, uh, contracts, sorry, in which uh, the parties, uh, before having or suffering the snowball effect, and therefore that they are in front of a large scale conflict, they prefer to try to settle it through mediation. And also, I think mediation is appropriate for long-term contracts when, uh, uh, or, uh, where the parties try to keep their relationship um, um, because uh, they know that they will be uh, bound for a long period of time and that many other conflicts may arise. However, I don't see mediation for short-term contracts or for uh, transactions which uh, only take uh, one obligation. And with respect to regions of the world, I don't think that mediation is appropriate for some specific regions and not for others. It is usually said that uh, we Latins are very passionate and that uh, uh, therefore mediation is not the most appropriate uh, tool to, to solve our conflicts. I, to tell you the truth, Jennifer, I do not agree with that approach. I have seen many cases in which um, we are perfectly able to take off all our passion, reflect our, uh, about our conflicts, and uh, engage in a mediation which, uh, in the end, maybe, maybe is successful. And I would like to add that even in those cases in which um, mediation has not been successful, uh, I have realized the benefit of understanding the position of the party. And uh, 
when the mediation is over without settlement. The parties have, however, open and space for further uh, approaches in the future, and for further mediation in the future. And I have seen cases in which uh, in this second mediation round, the parties are able to, to agree and to reach a settlement. So in brief, Jennifer, I don't think that mediation must be constrained to specific regions or to specific sectors of activities, because if these are real will to try to reach a settlement, uh, it is applicable and appropriate for um, any party in any part of the world. That's my personal view that obviously may not be shared by everyone. Thank you, Alvaro, and see you in Dakar. See you soon. Thank you very much, Jennifer, a pleasure.